Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Mm. And we did it. And that's a show. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Freaky. <laughs> that's the only way you can say that that's word. That's right. It's freaky. It's freaky. <laughs> freaky. Oh, yeah. Mmm. Okay, so I was never the most popular. Homecoming's this weekend. Booker is gonna be at the dance. And boys never really noticed me. (laughs) Honestly, if this was a horror movie, I'd be one of the first ones to get killed. Cue the creepy dude in the mask. Like I said. But actually, it turns out... Where am I? I didn't get killed. Oh my god, why do I sound like that? I woke up in the killer's body. This is a $20 rental. Yes, because this this is is also currently in theaters. That checks out. This is a body-swapping horror movie with Vince Vaughn, Mm -hmm. uh, who I'm not a big fan of at the moment. Uh, uh, But, you know, it's out. It's out. People are talking about it. It has a pretty high uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. It does. It's from uh, Christopher Landon, who directed the Happy Death Day Happy films. Happy Death Day. Yeah. Uh, it's Blumhouse, who is a very... I mean, they're good, you know? Yeah. You want your horror, you go to Blumhouse. Sure. Um, sure. And yeah. Uh, Tom, what did you think of Freaky? Um, I really liked it, actually. Really? Yes, I did. Why? Uh, because I thought it was funny. Okay. Okay, that's acceptable. This is going to be an interesting episode. Uh, because I didn't really care for it. Sure. I, I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it's being funny, but it's, it's one of, I think, a very underwhelming version of a very good idea. Uh-huh. Uh, in that it's a movie filled with cliches, first of all. Yes. And not cliches they're subverting just cliches yes uh it's 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 every beat of a slasher film it's paint by numbers Mm -hmm. uh and it does have some funny moments i mean vince vaughn's killing it yes uh there's some great uh even emotional moments between him and a teenage boy yeah there's some scenes where i'm like hot damn that's that's what a what a cool idea yeah but generally speaking i think (laughs) yeah generally speaking i think this film kind of missed the point uh of what a body swapping movie can be i don't know i sort of strongly disagree with that i i I will agree that the slasher movie elements are just kind of like you know they're just there to service the higher concept premise but like the point of that that premise is to watch an actor like vince vaughn try to be a teenage girl but that's not the point of the premise is it not no the point of a body switching premise is to watch a character learn something from a new perspective. Mm-hmm. 
body swapping movies, that's the arc, right? That's that's why you have a body swapping movie. That's the you're talking about the I'm talking about the like, game. That's the side effect. Yeah. But the core idea, the reason to make a body swapping movie, a Freaky Friday or a big, is to give the character an arc based on that new perspective. It does to and an extent. Not really, though. Uh, it, it, they they start with the idea that she's just bullied, which is very funny because she looks like an actress. Right. Yeah. It's um, Catherine Newton from, um, oh gosh, she just did some show on Netflix and um, she's also killing it. Yeah, she's 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 also doing great. She gets to do a lot of really fun stuff while she's possessed by the killer. Yeah. Um but, but yeah, I mean it does that yeah, it does that thing that you just kind of have to accept from these movies where it's like everybody's picking on this clearly extremely attractive woman and being right. like, "Oh, she's a dog." And it's like, They're "Okay, like, movie. why isn't she wearing a leather jacket with a ponytail? <laughs> She'd be so much better with that." Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's 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 real Rachel Lee Cook wearing glasses and she's yeah. all that. <laughs> There's a lot of hyperreality. When he goes to the school and like attacks his friends in the kitchen and a a, a cafeteria worker sees him, runs away, and then they just like hang out in the school for a while. And he's like, I'm sorry, where are the police right now? Like, he spends, or she spends a lot of time as Vince Vaughn just hanging out in a high school unnoticed uh, after witnesses, uh, which I thought was very weird. Yeah. It's really, it's really only one scene after, they, after that uh Well, they go in the into kitchen. the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he bullies a child uh, yes. in the bathroom. Yes. And then they have the shop teacher thing. So mm. they like they talk in the kitchen for a little while because he ha- she has to convince them right that she's her like uh, that school should be on lockdown yeah uh, yeah it's it's and that's okay since it's a comedy but I I don't know I I didn't since there's like no real again I don't feel like there's much of a point what I was getting to is so she feels weak yes and bullied. Uh, it would have helped if she if she was a a type of person who would have gotten bullied, but whatever. Uh, yeah, that's movies. and she she body switches with Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. uh, serial killer, and she doesn't really gain persp- like we like when this this movie had a open where they have like the stereotypical characters at a party, yeah, or at a mom's house, and that's how they do it. Ancient knife. I thought like the really um. A better choice would have been the really uh, 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 superficial, like cheerleader type of girl to body switch. Someone who has, who needs a new perspective. But she goes into this body, and it basically comes down to, oh, I'm stronger, right? Um, she, she experiences physical strength, um, but then, but, but, then but then has like a conversation with her mom, and then she talks to that boy. Um, that mom conversation was extremely sweaty. Yeah, it was. It was. It wouldn't have happened. Um, she 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 goes on a car chase they go to the mall they're like hiding in the dressing room and her mom <laughs> just happens to be there and then they just start talking about her dead husband mm-hmm. and it's well like, her mom works they say a few times that that's her mom's store oh yeah it's i just mean the tone tonal shift her just suddenly opening up to a guy in a dressing room right yes it's it's very it's <clears throat> very sudden and weird mm-hmm. but i'm saying they're they, yeah, I'll I'll agree they don't entirely land it, but the elements of it are there where it's like, okay, now I'm physically strong, but I, f- I still don't really feel any different. And so it's like, right, that's the, the reconciliation. That's the reconciliation where it's like, it's yeah, I can be this 6'5 giant 
uh, and be physically strong. But what really matters is how I deal with my emotions and how I repair my relationship with my mom right. and my sister. Right, which is what makes the final end, which another cliche, the killer gets killed and then isn't dead. Of course. Um, felt very disappointing to me because that's when you'd apply what the characters learned. Uh, and also, the, the killer would have a new perspective. She would have a new perspective on who this killer is. There's a lot of things they could have done. Mm-hmm. Her learning who, like, he's just kind of a cliche he's, killer. He's, he's Jason Voorhees, basically. Yeah, basically, which is fun. Uh, uh, but they don't he's, do he d- like, he doesn't, for example, I, I get why they decided not to do like, he gets a new perspective. Cause that's with this or particular more, well, more premise, like, that's less of the point, but it's more, it's more like at the end where she's like, I learned something in your body. I can k- kick you in the balls. And it's just like, I wish she had learned something more substantial. Like if he was a Jason Voorhees, if she learned how to do essentially the mother trick. You know, something psychological, mm-hmm. something that shows that it do- it's not about... Because that was the whole point. It's not about your physical size. Yeah. Which they don't really do. Like, when he switches into her body, he has a moment where he's like... He is. Oh, I, 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 can't, I can't overpower people. But then he just keeps... O- he figures out how to overpower people. That's he ne- it. He, he never overpowers anyone after that. Like, fucking Alan Ruck kicks the shit out of her when she oh, yeah. tries to kill him. Who's a nightmare teacher. Yeah, he's um, just a fucking goblin of a teacher. The movie only kills bad people. Yes. Uh, they yeah. go out of their way. But like when she takes down three jocks, uh, it's just a physical battle. And that's yeah, what I mean is like, but it's, I thought it, the killer was going to learn how to use this new body in it. Excuse me. That's I mean, but in that's, a new way. Yeah, but that's kind of what that scene was. Like, she wouldn't have been directly able to overpower them. Like, she kind of. That's one of two or three different times where she lures horny boys like out right. back, and then is just like, "Hey, they think something's going to happen," and she just takes a bottle and stabs them with it. Like it ha- that happened quickly enough that I was like, okay. Um, I just think there's more creative things they could have done there. Yeah, I still think it was, like, it was repeatedly there. Like, she can't smash through a door. She can't overpower Alan Ruck. She can't just bum rush uh, these jocks because she's not a fucking giant Vince Vaughn anymore. Right. I just think it would have been cooler if they, like, they again, they have sprinkles of it, like you said. But then when they have their final fight at the end, it's just, all right, now I can overpower you. And her like, yeah, I can kick you in the nuts. And like, it well, would have yeah. been neat to, to show that they actually like the body switching changed them in some way. They get a little perspective on each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, I think it's just uh, like it's just a slasher movie with a lot of a lot of cliches, a lot of one dimensional characters, which I thought was tough for a movie that's literally about changing perspective. I thought we'd learn something about characters that seemed otherwise crass like i thought they were setting up a lot of the cliches to actually subvert them and talk about perspective and then it just it's just very paid by numbers Mm -hmm. and then it it, and then the killer comes back and then they kill the killer and then it ends and the body switching ultimately i feel like is just a is just a fun thing that doesn't actually mean anything within the film yeah, I mean, clearly this the this movie is coming the game is first. 
Like that's yeah. that's always what this movie was built around. It's not not the narrative purpose of body switching, but like, no, this is a fun game we can do with these two yeah. actors. Um, and then they added in the 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 narrative reasoning and like payoff of it was added later, which it's it's there, but yeah, it's not it's not it's as thin. fleshed it's not as fleshed out as it could have been for sure. <clears throat> In terms of the game, and I'm sorry, I I, I, I realized you like this, so I was like, man, I'm just going to be a real fucking downer about no, this movie. Right. <laughs> um, but like when we talk about the game, I also think they could have done more with the game. Uh, for example, uh, I thought it's a killer with a knife. Uh, the knife switches bodies. How fun would it be to keep switching bodies? Uh, they have to like find him. Like they that, go to a public might... place with a knife and i was like well shit he's gonna stab some more people and switch bodies mm-hmm. um what if they keep switching bodies what if she stabs him gets her body back and then he stabs her ass again gets his body back what if there's you know what what if he stabs an animal uh i feel like there was a lot more to do with, i think that's the kind that of game yeah i think that's the kind of thing you do in in the sequel I guess, but right, I, I like, kind of needed it here. I don't know. This is already, it's already a high concept. It's a familiar high concept. Uh, but they, I, they have to do enough just to explain to us how they switched bodies and what the ticking clock is. I think if they but, put an, an but, additional hat on top of that, it would have been they? more of a mess. Do they really? Because it's, it's body switching. We get body switching. There was that movie where two people pissed in the same fountain. Like, I think we can understand the, like, I think this movie needed to go out of control. I thought that my favorite part, besides the character moments where they're, you know, where the actors are going nuts with this idea. They're, again, fucking great performances all around. Um, But my favorite part was when for a second of the film, they tried to make us believe that they couldn't switch back. And I was like, oh, cool. And then they're like, oh, never mind. I set my clock wrong. And I was like, damn. Uh, I just I needed that it to it to I needed the game to keep going because uh, it was like by the time they're in the high school it's like okay I get this mm-hmm. uh, and then I thought like the stakes never really get any higher when they when they put the knife away in the police station you instantly know like oh okay they're gonna have to break into the police station get the knife stab him uh, and then that's what happens uh, and there's no surprises really yeah. And I wish there were more surprises. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I, I just, I don't think it's enough to take, like, we talked about this on Hypecast. He's essentially, this director seems to be taking high concept comedies and applying them to horror. Yes. Right? Yes. I don't think that's enough if they don't know why you're doing it. I feel like this was, he was expected to do that again and was like, okay, well, what if we take this and put it with this? And I feel like they could have done a lot more with that. Yeah. Because it's, it's a good idea and the performances are great. Yeah, I think, again, this is clearly where it's the game came first. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's an argument why you wouldn't do the, the superficial uh, popular girl in this one because that's what Happy Death Day was. That's true. Um, it's it's superficial person learns to not be an asshole just because she keeps dying over and over again. <laughs> Um, in uh, yeah, it, I'll say for sure, Happy Death Day is more successful than this film is. Um, 
because you know it, it has a it has a th- those things that you were talking about yeah that felt like it's the person's first idea uh as a like this feels like this feels like uh you're given pitches and they're like well what else you got and then it's like well i have this other idea um what if this was from the killer's perspective i'm not sure if that works but that's another detail is that her dad's dead in this um Mm -hmm. and that doesn't come into play that much what i only it's because the the thrust of it is is her dad's death has fragmented her family Yes. Um, and then they come back together in the end. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe the killer was going to see a family suffering loss or something like that. And again, you're right, is that the killer doesn't really need an arc. Mm-hmm. But maybe that would have been a neat angle to actually give the killer a, a, a compelling arc. Like, I thought, it, like, I, I don't know. I, I think there's there could be something to that. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Something surprising there. Mm-hmm. But it's also, again, like the game is so upfront in this that it's like, well, they're like, well, the more fun thing to do would just be to have him like impishly being like, oh, like this is this is the kind of shit I can do when I'm when I look like a teenage girl. I can oh, get away yeah. with I can get away with a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, she did. Um, that's one of my favorite scenes is when she wakes up as the serial killer. That's so good. That whole sequence. Uh again it's 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 interesting because both actors get to do this stuff but vince vaughn um gets to be more noticed yeah doing it his is the bigger performance for sure yeah she doesn't have many lines when she's the killer but it's it's a series of like looks and physicality that's still yeah that's still an incredibly fun performance yeah i would have liked this is in the performance this is in the writing i would have liked that it was a straight up jason Voorhees because she is articulate uh yeah. when uh, as the killer mm-hmm. and that's that's in the dialogue like i would have liked it to be more like like a real like someone who'd been living in the woods their whole life you know yeah uh who's just like a, a shark that's in her body yeah you know? <laughs> that's a perfect way to describe what it is yeah yeah <laughs> um, um I, the, the she does the couple lines she does have though are really fun oh yeah like when she what would she say to that guy she says something like she says something like it's one of the jocks is hitting on her and she says something like you you make this pussy drier than something something and it's like i can't i, I look forward I she says i can't you. wait to kill you <laughs> Yeah. It's <laughs> so good. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a solid line. Um that's great. Like again, it, it's I guess it's it's one of those weird movies where like and this happens with body switching movies where you forget that like um that actress isn't the lead in a way. Um it's like it's like the movie Face Off. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Where, Where like, it's like uh, yeah, Nick, they actually Nick, spend very little time as the characters right. that they look like. Yeah, Nick Cage is technically the villain in Face Off, but he spends ninety percent of the movie as the hero. Exactly, and so this actress actually isn't in the movie nearly as much as Vince Vaughn. It's more like a Vince Vaughn comedy vehicle, uh, which again they they do. This is I think this is where they this is where the movie excels, which is. Um, the relationships the 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 actual conversations the actual scenes Mm -hmm. like i feel like this was the strongest point that they knew was strong is just watching vince vaughn interact with two 
uh, teenage characters mm-hmm. and having a lot of fun with that idea. Yeah, all of their scenes together are great. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does and a, again. He does a fun bit in the first couple of scenes where he's the girl, where he's like crashing into shit because he's she's not yeah. u- she's not used to being six five. She doesn't understand her own body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's it's kind it's a little subtle, but it was really I thought it was really funny. Yeah, that was great. And again, he has a romantic scene with a teenage boy. He does where they kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It is not something I expected. They go for it. Yeah, those, those two actors were down right to do that no, scene. Of course they were, and like I get why they have in the movie. I'm not sure what they're trying to say about the characters. Um, I guess they're just trying to say that it doesn't matter what someone looks like if you care about the person. Yeah, underneath, mm-hmm. I'm not sure a high school boy. He's uh, a it's a he's a real that. yeah real real progressive high school boy. Yeah, high school football jock. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't matter because the scene's gold. So yeah, you know, uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun with yeah, um. Her being in his body in the car and not being able to fit. <laughs> right. Yeah, she keeps asking her friends, like, can you scooch up a little bit more? Yeah. I liked the premise of her sister never really knowing. Um, kind of just Yeah, it's just those three characters, her two friends and then the boy she's crushing on are the only ones who really know that she yeah. switched and bodies. The, the killer. Well, and of the course. killer, yeah. Um I enjoyed the scene where uh, uh, the the gay friend is trying to come out as straight to his mom. Right when they have her tied up, <laughs> she's like, "You are many things, son. Yeah, <laughs> but you are not straight." There's some cute comedy moments in this. Yeah, but it's um, <laughs> they're beating her with the pans in the kitchen. Oh, she's yeah. like, "I was just trying to catch up to you guys, and then you started smashing the shit out of me with pans." Oh yeah. <laughs> her reaction to like throwing the tater tots yeah there's a lot of very cute moments yeah it's yeah i i i totally get your criticism of it um and i agree that the slasher stuff is is very rote it's it's the it's everything it's dead parent that scream uh 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 bullied bullied teen High school. Why was there a cryogenic freezer in the high school? I don't know. It had it's, athletics on the front, so I thought, yeah, maybe it's like some kind of physical therapy thing. It's it's the it's unrealistic high school. The high school, like the teen party, looks like it was like it looks like it's a fucking like EDM club uh, for some reason. Like they have they hold their high school drinking party, you know, secret, and it's like fully like DJed and lights and shit like it just it's very it's it's that was an impromptu party too is because they can't yeah. they canceled homecoming uh you know because of all the murders uh right. so they like it, in an afternoon they put together this barn party right the cliches are cliche by like 2005 standards like they're really cliche uh i didn't i i, I was bothered by the fact that everybody had to be unreasonably evil to die like the shop teacher is a nightmare of a character right what the fuck is his problem yeah um (laughs) the jocks yeah it's everything like they keep calling her like ugly and shit and it's like again she's a 
fucking actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I know that there's an element of that uh, with just all Hollywood films. Yeah. But this felt like it didn't even try. I mean, um, they, and it was again, they do the she's all that where they put her in like frumpy clothes. Right. And like for a movie that comes out now, I just expected that to be on purpose. Um, you know, like you think of Cabin in the Woods where it's like they 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 introduce the cliches specifically to comment on them. So I, I just I figured this was su- supposed to be subversive, but it's not at all subversive. No, not at all. Um, it's just, and that's, that's what really concerns me is that it, it just feels, it felt very, I, I don't know, lazy. It, con- um, it, it concerns you. Okay. <laughs> well, it did concern me. Because I'm concerned I, for this I'm, film. <laughs> yeah, because I really like the premise. Uh, and, and it's just, it, it's just like, they felt like they didn't need to try with those details. Be, like, and so it's just so by the book, mm-hmm. which is weird. It's just weird for such a high concept to not have much of a uh, a point, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you it can, is fun. You can make that version of the movie. Um, and I think it might be, I don't know. I mean, look at a recent body switching movie we did, we got, which was uh, Get Out. I mean, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be talking about big social mm-hmm. issues, but it's, I think w- whenever there's a high concept in a movie, I, I don't know, I'm forced to ask why, you know, uh, because I sort of need a reason why they're doing it. And I think, I think most audiences subconsciously do, right? Is that when, when something like this happens, it's going to change the characters in a specific way. Um, I don't remember what, what does happen in happy death day with that does she have a groundhog day moment where she something in her life yes okay yeah it's it uh, reliving the same day she starts to uh get different perspectives of of things of of events of that day and how she's been acting and and been treating people and like yeah it's it's ground it's it's groundhog day it's groundhog it's groundhog day yeah and like that's not, yeah, I guess that's not particularly, uh, particularly original, but it worked for that film. I never saw the sequel. Did oh, you see that? I did not, no. I don't know if that's any good. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess what it is is that I don't know if, I don't, I, like. But again, I think it's, that movie, both of those films, even though Christopher Landon didn't write the original Happy Death Day, that was written by somebody else. Really? Yes. Um, he, I mean, he may have contributed to subsequent drafts. Um, but that was a, that was an unproduced screenplay for several years. Like, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it was on the blacklist for a while and that checks out. Yeah. Um, but clearly the, the intent of that movie also was game first. They were like, well, let's do a mystery murder mystery from this point of view. And then you can start picturing scenes and you can, uh, you can picture how that game is going to be fun to watch. And then you fill in the story blanks after that. And like, right, and then which, this, and this, this movie, I know exactly how this movie was sold. You're just like, well, it's free. I, I think it was originally called Freaky Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that checks out. Um, so, and they, they just pitch that sentence to people, and they're like, well, what, just, if, what if a teenager switches bodies with Jason Voorhees? And then it's like, oh, you can immediately start pic, pic, picturing scenes, how that's going to work, and then you fill in the stuff later. But like, I think high concept has that sort of i don't know if it's subconscious or not where you want to be like well i want this to mean something it has to have 
some sort of purpose behind it narratively. But also it's like, well, that just sounds like a fun idea. Agreed. Um, I guess that's why I'm concerned, though, because this director clearly is going from I'm going to start with a one sentence high concept pitch Mm -hmm. and then figure it out. And I don't think that's the right way to make a lot of movies. And it's a really easy way, I think, as an artist to burn out very fast uh, because it's it, 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 it when you start by that and then just sort of build as simple of a structure around it. Uh, I don't think it'll be particular like I don't really remember Happy Death Day. I remember enjoying it, mm-hmm. uh, but I, it didn't really stay with me the way a movie like, say, Ready or Not stuck with me. Because Ready or Not, what made that movie stick with me isn't the premise, it's the execution. It's everybody exploding and the devil giving a nod. It's like, wow, this is batshit, you know? Yeah. Um, You're next. Another, I don't know why I'm doing these uh, house survival examples. Um, or like even uh, Fright Night, the original or the remake. That's that's not subversive necessarily, but it's something you just don't really you don't really expect. It's oh, a kid finds out his his neighbor is a vampire. He goes help for a vampire hunter who turns out to be kind of a grifter. Um, it sticks with you, not necessarily because it's subversive, or even that original because the execution worked out really well. And I I think that there's a little too much with this director of like. I have this great catchy idea uh, and then he doesn't really take it all the way, I guess. Um, Or like it feels too rested on that one idea. Like, like what really happens in this movie? Um, It's a series of them being like, we need to stop her running to a location to try to stop her. Everybody going, Oh no, it's the killer and pointing at Vince Vaughn and then them running away. Mm-hmm. And that's all really they do with it. Uh, and like, I just, I wish there was more here. I wish, th- I wish there was more to it than like, because that game, I think I understood it in the first, first time, like scenes, you know? Yeah. And then they don't really take that and run with it in any meaningful or interesting direction. Uh, so it just feels like thin to me, I guess. And it just, unlike happy, or. Uh, yeah, Happy Death Day. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't enough this time for me. Yeah, I mean, sure. It is very cute, um, but it's not that much of a comedy, and it's not a horror film, like, at all, right? You would agree that. Like, it's a, it's not built for No, uh, it was horror. it was m- more bloody than I was expecting. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. It felt, it felt like it PG-13, is, maybe is, a soft R. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They don't show that much. Yeah. She, she cuts the shop teacher in half, but they sort of cut around it. Yeah, yeah, but all the like the the wine bottle kill in the first scene, and then that was a cool kill. There was uh, she shoves a chainsaw into a guy's dick. Uh, you only see the aftermath of it, but right. That's what that's what I mean. Is the the acts are gruesome, but it felt like they were shooting it or editing it in a way that they weren't. They didn't. They wanted to go with either a soft R or what is this rated? Anyway? This is rated R, man. <laughs> Okay. But it doesn't feel, feel like, like a hard, hard I, I, feel, I feel like we're watching too many unrated horror movies, I think might be the issue. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the, uh, there, there's not a whole lot of kills in this movie, but they are way more graphic than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. Like this, I would not call this a soft R. Um, um, 
I don't know. It didn't feel okay. Maybe not a soft R, but it certainly wasn't a hard R. It didn't feel that gruesome either. It felt it's it still had that feeling of like a two thousands horror. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, where, I'll like, say that it's there's a there's a long time in between each kill. Mm-hmm. So that that freezing one really bothered me because it was like <laughs> yeah, the freezing one is ridiculous. Not only did it not make any sense, um, but you certainly could have found a more creative thing to do. Like freezing someone feels like it's been done enough. You know what was the best kill? Um, it's the only kill that made me go, oh shit! I really liked. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly a comedic kill, which was in the opening where he breaks the tennis racket and reassembles it through the guy's neck. Yep. And I thought that was the funniest fucking thing. Uh, that was probably my favorite part of the movie because it, it was so weird. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a great kill. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the wine bottle. That's the first one. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the kills never get better than that, though. Like, I... I, I, I it, I, this is a lot of slasher movies is like uh it feels like we never got past like uh the sixth friday the 13th um i don't know and maybe not just that one but like you know what i mean we never got past we never peaked past the 80s when it came to kills no we never peaked past uh fucking freddy krueger puppeting someone using their uh their tendons veins. yeah their tendons veins. yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's it, yeah. Like this is this is a general gripe, but like I feel like did slasher films lose their edge a little bit? A little bit in the two thousands. A little bit. It's they started getting hit with like you can see it in Friday Part Seven and and Part actually Friday Part Seven through Nine. Uh, they're really sanitized because they kept as those movies got more popular and more teenagers and shit were going to see them. Uh, they started being real hard asses about giving them R's. Yeah. So they had to cut a whole bunch of stuff down to get that R. And now it's like, I feel like in the, throughout most of the nineties, you couldn't get much, uh, get, get, right. the, get the really crazy slasher movie stuff into a movie and still keep your R rating. Yeah. There's exceptions along the way in the two thousands. I think, um, I, or in, even in the late 90s. I mean, Scream tried, but they got a lot of stuff cut. They got a lot of stuff cut, famously. Yeah. Um, I think of that fucking, uh, not not a movie I like, but House of Wax did some really gross shit. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. There's a couple of, of pretty wild moments in that. But even those movies like that and Ghost Ship like, and like House on Haunted Hill still have, you know, a couple of real crazy moments and then really relatively quiet for long stretches of time. Yes. Uh, and there needs to be almost a comedic element in it too. Yes. Like yeah. it's gotta be almost Rube Goldian, Goldian like, or Goldbergy and uh, whatever. Goldbergian. Uh, I, sh- I should have never combined those two. Well, uh, you did. Uh, and now we're here. It's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like I do. Yeah. It does feel like I haven't watched a modern slasher that really went above and beyond with the actual murders there's been creative ideas Mm -hmm. um oh oh well it's not a slasher but the fucking evil dead remake that was a movie that understood what it needed to be yeah that's one of the more intense r ratings i've seen in a while yeah at least in a theater but um yeah i think it's just i don't know like fucking we do see a man get bisected by a table saw i don't know i don't know yeah, <laughs> like, it's funny how like I see that I'm like meh. 
Yeah, you feel like you saw that. You saw that and couldn't remember if this was rated R. Like yeah. I think, well, I, no, think because, I think no, that what, says more about you than this movie. No, today. because the the re- that actually specifically made me wonder. Um, because well, no, I I thought it was rated R. I thought it was a soft R because that's a scene where they seem to cut sort of around it a little bit. Yeah, really, a little bit. It's well, they also shoot it in a way that's a little more discreet. Um, again, maybe this is a a sense of the time or something. But like, if that was done. If that was done in the days of, you know, Friday the 13th, I feel like it would have been a really bad effect of somebody's dummy head and you just see him straight on getting sawed. Yeah. Um, there was a level of like, and I mean, this isn't really a hit against it. It's also, you, I don't think you can saw someone in half that easily. And that's another thing where it's like, I thought the idea was, oh, he doesn't have the strength he does in, in in this body and then he saws a man in half easily and it was like oh i i I don't know i guess he i guess he got over that saws doing most of the work there man i don't know i don't uh, i don't think you can people uh, listen people listening uh who sawed a body in half let us know how difficult it was i don't think with the the skull and all those bones i don't think you can just like no but uh i think it's gonna take like five minutes maybe more like I think the saw would keep stopping, maybe, uh, and you'd have to like kind of pull it back out and then realign and slip the body back in, and then you have to like you know you have to you have to be gentle with the bone. Maybe. Uh, I mean, the <laughs> those things will take your hand the fuck off. Oh yeah. Uh, without without flinching. So uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I I think it would take. I think it would take a lot of uh, trial and error. <laughs> maybe. To saw a body, to I bisect know, a body. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like someone, someone, uh, a tweet to us. Tell us how how hard that is. I'm not saying go out and saw a body in half. I'm saying if you've already done that, uh, then what? You know, wh- why not share the information? Mm-hmm. To what? What do you have to lose? Yeah, Your who freedom. Are you, who are you as co- a citizen? Who are you covering Psh- for? Yeah. No, I mean, I I think people uh, actually with background in hunting or survivalism might know a mm-hmm. thing or two about sawing bones in half. Like I've seen someone saw a bone in half, and it's an effort. With it's ta- like sawing wood in half with a table not saw. Not with a table saw. Not with a table saw. This isn't. This isn't a. Because um, those. I mean, those saws are designed to like breathe through wood. Right. This isn't evidence of what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I've seen someone saw a bone in half, and th- those things are tough. Yeah. Sure. Um. I don't know. It Weird thing really to get hung matter. up on. <laughs> I, di- I didn't intend to get this hung up on it. I guess what I mean is that they do it with such ease right after the, the like realization. Like, I get it. Yeah, she's uh, he's using the saw, I guess, to aid the murder. It's the saw is doing 90% of the work there. Yeah. I think, in, I think the movie wants us to think that. Uh, and it's not reality, so... It doesn't bother me that okay. much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm skating between, I'm like, I'm jumping between two prom, uh, concepts here. What the movie's world is and what the real world is. I still, I still, in the world, I get it. In the world of the movie, that's, it's easy to saw someone in half. I get it. Okay. <laughs> I wager it's a little harder in, in real life. In fact, it's probably a lot harder. That, that's not a comment on the movie anymore. That's just me uh, taking us way off the rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's what's happened. And uh, now we're here. We've arrived in a, in a place that uh, I don't think either one of us ever wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, no. we didn't gain anything from it, from that journey. Yeah. And now we're here. Yeah perspective maybe <laughs> talking about sauce it's like we've it's like we've swapped bodies tom and we're we're uh gaining a little perspective mm-hmm, sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> who would you swap bodies with oh um i don't know probably Dwayne the rock johnson okay that's oh, a good answer i want to know what it's like to be that guy yeah i bet it's you're i bet you're very tall mm-hmm uh, he can't go out in public much. Yeah. And they'll have to buy a whole bunch of new clothes. Uh-huh. Well, you can wear his clothes. That's true. Well, yeah. Unless I, not, unless you're... I, unless I wake up in his body in my house. Somehow. Right. That's, I guess that's never in body swapping. They never, they never think like the bodies switch. The souls stay in place. It's never that the souls are actually switching, uh, into the new bodies. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's not a body swap. It's like a soul swap, I guess, in in the rules of body swapping. Otherwise, you could wake up in your own bed with Dwayne The Rock Johnson's body. Mm-hmm. And that has its own problems. That's a whole other set of issues, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Logistically, you should prepare a bug out bag just in case you ever in swap bodies. In case you swap bodies. Yeah, I, I, I think I said this on the Hypecast. Watching Possessor, mm-hmm. like, I think... I think a real body horror body swap movie would be really fun. Um, I like the idea of body swapping. Like, you know what? You know what? Uh, and again, it's not the movie they're making. They're making a Vince Vaughn comedy here. But like, if if he killed her family or tormented her family or like gaslit her or like blackmailed her or started cutting off her own fingers and did some really dark shit in her body i think that would have been a hell of a film yeah that's a different that completely is different not film. not the movie they're going for but if you if you were to make a body swapping horror that's the way to go which kind of is uh what happens in possessor, possessor yeah uh and i just i i find that to be the way uh a more entertaining version of this premise i think i don't know i mean that's certainly the more horrific version of the premise yeah yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who can say? Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to say about this movie. All or, right. Or Saws. Or Saws? Mm-mm. Let me think. Do I have anything else to say about Saws? I don't think I do. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, I think that's a sode. Um, that's a sode. I feel like the people listening to this are no closer to knowing if they're going to rent this for $20. Yeah. But, uh, you know, whatever. We, we fucking spoiled the movie, so. We did, yeah. So now it's too late. It's too late. Jokes. You suckers. Jokes on you, suckers. Fucking suckers. Thanks for the money, um, chumps. Um, hey, folks, we have a Patreon. <laughs> it's uh, it's patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. There's exclusive podcasts there, like Tom and Jeff watch Batman and Fox mm. Mulder is a maniac. Mm. Uh, they're great. They're great. They're fan-fucking-tastic. We have... That's that's our $5 a month tier. We have other tiers where you can, like, watch movies with us every Friday um this this last friday we watched oh no we watched Um, daredevil electra and then i frankenstein (laughs) yeah yeah god damn it we're terrible i don't know why we did any of that no it's become a real like like look i'm i'm not push i'm not trying to push anybody away from this ten dollar tier but it's become like a like a weird family 
where we're all just sick of each other and we're like, oh, let's watch Daredevil and Elektra. <laughs> Fuck it. And like, it's not like that was the first time we watched Daredevil. No, it's not. We have seen that movie before. Yeah, it was the first time watching Elektra and we learned some things there. <laughs> uh, for one, is, don't watch Elektra. It's a baffling movie. <laughs> Yeah, that is incredible. Yeah. It it does involve a man breaking his own neck and turning into a fart. So <laughs> take with that what you will. I forgot that happened. Yeah, not an endorsement of the film necessarily, but there's some moments in Electra like, where you're like, not, not like huh. not not an endorsement of the film. Yeah. Either. Yeah, it's it's free on Prime. Oh, I think it just left Prime. Ah, uh, well then so fuck you'll that. have to you'll never watch it then. You'll never watch it. Don't ever rent it. No. Why would you do that? No um uh, fart green fart cloud uh <laughs> we also have a store tpublic.com slash store slash gamefully unemployed where you can get t-shirts masks mugs stickers posters all kinds of things fart all clouds kinds of things. yeah green we'll fart, fart men we'll fart in a jar and <laughs> yeah. mail it to you <laughs> just don't fucking, you want that we'll just bust ass into some mason jars <laughs> yeah yeah, stack them on the shelf. What if we were like collecting them and then one day you accidentally knock them all over and it's just farts everywhere? <laughs> oh no, my farts! My just, precious farts! Just gas yourself. <laughs> my farts are running away. Cops <laughs> discover your body later like one of John Doe's victims in Seven. Yeah, looks like he was killed by farts. Yep, he smelled his own farts to death. Mm-hmm. It can happen. <laughs> yeah. You can get all fart drunk. Yeah. It's like being on too much Ambien. You get all you get all fart sick and start ordering stuff on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, what the fuck are we talking about? I don't know, sauce? Yeah. Sauce and farts. <laughs> Fucking talk about sauce some more. Alright. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> 